From the Texas Veterinary Medical Association in Austin, Texas, this is Veterinary Vitals, a podcast that focuses on current news in the Texas veterinary profession. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Today on the podcast, we get to meet the new executive director of TVMA, Troy Alexander. Troy has been involved with Texas politics since 1989. He has served both Republicans and Democrats in the Texas legislature, worked as a senior executive in a state agency, and with private associations. He most recently served as the director for legislative affairs for Texas Medical Association. In this role, he helped develop political strategy and was the lead advocate on a wide array of public health, ethics, privacy, health information technology, and tax issues. He returned to TMA in late 2010 after previously serving from 1999 to 2003 as Director of Political Education. He is a native Texan whose ancestors on both sides are original Texas settlers. He is a direct descendant of Henry Woodland, who was a Texian soldier who survived the Meyer Expedition and the famous Black Bean episode. His family are original settlers in Montgomery, Falls, and Guadalupe counties. Born and raised in Pasadena, Texas, he received a Bachelor of Arts from the University of Texas at Austin. He has been a featured speaker at numerous state and national meetings on issues related to Texas healthcare policy and political strategy. He has served on many boards, including the Texas Silver-Haired Legislature Foundation Board of Directors, Refugee Services of Texas, and as a volunteer with Hope Medical Clinic, Buzz Theater Productions, and Wells Branch Armada Swim Club. Um, so I just came from the Texas Medical Association where I've been um, uh, at for 11 years as Director of Legislative Affairs and, you know, have worked as one of their um, top lobbyists and um, also uh, was there previously another four years before that. So about a total of 15 years with them um, when I was also ran their political action committee. Um, I have uh, served previously um, with the Speaker of the House. Uh, working for the uh, Speaker of the House back in 2003 to 2009, where I was uh, Senior Advisor for Health and Human Services. And after that, I went to the Department of State Health Services. Just prior to TMA, um, I went to the Department of State Health Services and I worked for the Commissioner of Health, uh, running an office of uh, Centers for Program Coordination and Policy Innovation, where I had a, uh, a similar size staff to the one we have at uh, TVMA. And, um, did a lot of business consulting and, and basically uh, program management um, uh, and just uh, consulting different divisions, working across divisional lines um, for planning and uh, doing policy analysis. Are TVMA and TMA similar in any way? Yeah. Um, you know, when I first applied to TVMA, it was mainly out of just I was aware of the organization and the I knew a little bit of the history um, just, you know, and just it had a good reputation uh, as the more I got into looking at the position and the organization, I began to realize how similar a lot of the issues were. So they're not identical issues because obviously we're de- dealing with different kinds of patients. 
but they were definitely uh, shadows of one another in a lot of ways. I mean, there are scope issues that, that uh, veterinarians are concerned with, just like physicians have their own scope issues. Uh, certainly licensing board issues are something we're very familiar with uh, on, on the TMA side. Uh, and uh, medical education and uh, issues related to the school and academics and, um, uh, and things related to liability concerns. There, there are so many things that I can uh, can run down a list of that are just parallels uh, as far as issues. Uh, and some things that we've, you know, some things that TMA may have already dealt with and, and, and maybe in the future of TVMA that has to deal with, um, whether it's things like uh, working on telemedicine or uh, issues of, um, uh, you know, just to, of concerns related to sunset process, things of that nature. Those are things we've, we've dealt with at TMA and have had to mitigate before. So, uh, you know, just a really comfort level with a lot of similarities in, in that regards, even though the policy matter is definitely different, in, you know, in the, in the core details, obviously, and the players are different uh, because you're dealing with, um, you know, a whole, a whole different group of stakeholders and organizations that, um, uh, while I know some of the people in the ag world, um, you know, we just didn't run in the same circles of bills that we had to work or, or uh, topics that came up or negotiations or uh, you know, problems that arose. So. I see. Now, whether at TMA or elsewhere, what would you say is an accomplishment that you're most proud of in your career? Wow, what accomplishment. You know, I think um, some of the things I'm most proud of are things that, that mattered to me. Uh, you know, personally, uh, I, I've worked a lot of related to tobacco issues um, when I was working for uh, TMA. Uh, and I really have worked on tobacco issues dating back to the 1990s. I had worked for the uh, Academy of Family Physicians prior to that. And so throughout my tenure at both uh, organizations, I have worked on public health topics, rural health, um, and uh, specifically on tobacco, just because I grew up as a kid with asthma uh, and in the home of a smoker. And, and so just different uh, policies that I worked on related to youth access and trying to restrict access to, to tobacco products. Uh, with youth were some of the things I'm, I'm proudest of, I think, of, of the mark that we've left in that area. Um, and as we are seeing, you know, vape products uh, emerge more and more, some of the things that we've done in that space. I'm also very proud about the work um, that we did, particularly in the early days of COVID um, and just uh, the way that I was able to work with uh, the physician community and, and just being a bridge and a liaison to um, governor and state agencies and, and really mitigating the early days of the disaster um, are things that are really stick in my memory probably the rest of my life. Um, and because uh, those, are, you know, this is, of course, a monumental moment for all of us in our, our generations related to, you know, how life has changed. But um, just, you know, being involved in that process and, and trying to navigate that at the same time going through, you know, crisis, obviously, in my own life with my own family of, you know, trying to avoid uh, illness, but um, just being very involved in that process and, and helping to, to physicians to navigate it, physicians to get access to um, personal protective equipment and uh, being able to navigate the policy concerns related to, uh, you know, the, the problems that arose in the first six months of, of that um, pandemic continue to ongo that are ongoing, but uh, particularly were intense there in, the, in the, the front end of that. Wow, I cannot imagine working for Texas Medical Association during a pandemic. I bet that was very stressful. Well, it was for everybody, but you know it's it's really things like disasters that help to, you know, <laughs> I think 
hone your abilities and, and shape who you are in a lot of ways because I've been a part of and all my stops and with the Speaker of the House and the Department of State Health Services, it was around disasters and TMA even, of, of particularly around hurricanes, responding to, to Ike, Rita, Katrina, um, you know, uh, all, uh, the, uh, the tropical storms, uh, all of those things had major disaster response. And I know that that's a component that really interested me as well about TVMAs and, and the foundation is just its involvement in, in that aspect of uh, preparedness and responding um, to disaster because it, those are some unique areas of response as well. So um, looking forward to being involved and, and being able to bring what I know on those areas and contacts to, to help and to be a assistance. Yes, I think we all learned a lot about disaster preparedness um, in the past few years. So I'm glad you have other experience with that as well. So you're starting at TVMA here pretty soon. What are you looking forward to the most in this new role? Well, I, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to getting to know the staff of TVMA, uh, getting to know, you know, I, I know that there's there's a family of staff there already and a core group of leaders. Uh, and just to get to know individuals, because I'm definitely a people person just throughout my career. So getting to know new people, um, developing new relationships, that that's stuff that excites me and um, you know, uh, and, and, and deepening my knowledge and uh, understanding of issues is going to be probably the first and foremost thing on the, on the front end is, is learning the profession, um, getting exposure, going to uh, veterinary practices and, and seeing what's going on and understanding what it's like to run a practice today um, in 2022 uh, and just being um, just deepening my, my knowledge overall across across the board. Yes, great answer. I know um, coming to the veterinary profession uh, for the first time, there there's definitely a bit of a learning curve. I experienced that myself. Um, I've been here over a year and I'm still learning. So aside from getting to know staff and uh, the veterinary industry, what are you hoping to accomplish in your first year on the job? You know, I think in my first year, some of the big things we have are one is a transition from from Chris Copeland um, to myself. And and certainly, you know, there's just such a legacy from Chris and the things he's accomplished and the ways that he's led TVMA with with such honor. And and, um, there's quite a legacy there. And so I think the transition and the handoff of institutional knowledge and memory and and and. Uh, navigating a, an early budget process of, you know, getting and making sure that TVMA continues its uh, tradition of just sound fiscal, uh, you know, uh, matters related to the organization and its running and, and just its success. So that's that's one of the priorities. I think in ensuring that we are member focused and, and in that membership comes first and just really focusing on um, our members and res- being responsive to their needs. Um, I definitely want to, you know, to look at ways that we can improve, um, you know, everybody can improve and, you know, all the time. And that was no different at TMA. We were always seeking the ways, you know, ways that you become, um, TMA was considered the, the, the great, the best medical society in the nation and within the realm of, of human medicine. And so, you know, you don't get there and stay there without uh, plans of how to continually assess how you're doing things. And how you can improve, and and so just a continual cycle of 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 uh, quality improvement, and I think that's something we we want to we want to look at. I think one of the obviously big things that's coming is in the next legislative session in 2023. 
Um, and we're going to have, you know, a new uh, legislature coming that that's going to come out of the primary season in the, in the general election that's this year, uh, the primary being in March and then the general election in November. So, you know, I, I know working with the political action committee this year is going to be real key in trying to uh, help veterinarians to engage and to be active in the political process and, and making sure that uh, they're equipped to, to do that and also to, to uh, help to, to raise funds related to that effort, as well as uh, prepare policy-wise and, and um, preparing for uh, the priorities that, that the organization wants to accomplish next session. Um, you know, that's that's some of what we'll be spending a lot of time on is a lot of strategy and planning and, and connecting with legislators and, and, and advanced preparation of that. Well, that's going to be great. I'm sure uh, our Director of Government Relations, Trent, is excited to have another person with some legislative experience on board. Now I see you have a ring on your finger. Are you married? Do you have a family? I am married. Yes, I am married to a practicing nurse who's an oncology nurse. Uh, she has a special calling um, and she is a mom as well because uh, we um, have two um, teenage kids. I have a 15-year-old uh, son and I have a 12-year-old girl and um, we're very involved in their lives and um, uh, my son is a swimmer, uh, so we're real involved in around the, the swim world, and my daughter is uh, into music and theater, and and so uh, we've been involved in really in all those areas, kind of, you know, when you think about uh, think about like things that take up your time, I mean, we, we just spend a lot of time around volunteering around those those events or attending those events, or um, yeah, I feel like a lot of my life these days is Uber driver, um, so <laughs> I'm driving a lot to to, to swim practice or to, you know, to swim meets, uh, things of that nature. So um, that's where you would find me a lot of my, my off time. Yeah. The worst thing about being their Uber driver is they don't tip. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> they don't tip and they leave trash in your car too. <laughs> yes. If only you could charge them a cleaning fee. <laughs> I am also a musician like your daughter. Uh, I play piano, so I can't wait to learn more about her. Well, I grew up in the theater. I grew up in music, um, actually, and I was a musician growing up. Um, so I grew up um, playing double bass. Uh, I actually went to the University of Texas on music scholarship. And uh, for the first, first few years was in a performance major and then uh, eventually switched to a liberal arts major. But uh, when I decided that, that uh, a, a full-time life in music probably wasn't going to be in the cards for me, um, but yeah, music's been a huge part of my life. Um, That's great. Yeah, I love musicians. They're some of the best people, in my opinion. Is there anything else you'd like TVMA members to know about you? Yeah, I think I want uh, our membership to know that um, they matter uh, and that we, we are going to be a staff that will continue to put members first and will continue to, uh, uh, you know, look to understand and listen to their concerns. I'm going to be available to talk, uh, to, you know, to understand what it is they're experiencing so that we can uh, be responsive as an organization, because uh, that's why we exist is, is serving the members is trying to strengthen the profession throughout the state and connecting members. Uh, and so um, that is going to remain a, a priority. I know that it's, uh, that's, a, that's a definitely a legacy in the organization but to understand that, that we um, are there for them uh, and that we want to um, be um, support to their profession and support to their practice and, and their future. And 
uh, as we navigate this next season of life uh, coming out of a pandemic and um, moving into the next chapter, we, we want to be um, a part of that uh, for veterinarians in the state of Texas. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to introduce yourself on this podcast. We cannot wait to get you here and get to know you better. All right. Have a great afternoon and I'll see you soon. That was Troy Alexander, the new executive director of TVMA. TVMA staff can't wait for his first day on the job and to welcome him to the family. Executive Director Chris Copeland's last day will be on March 6th after the closing of his final TVMA annual conference. Mr. Troy Alexander will step into the role thereafter. A few quick announcements. TVMA Annual Conference is coming up March 4th through 6th, 2022 at the Kalahari Resort in Round Rock, Texas. Please register online at tvma.org and secure your rooms in our hotel block. And TVMA has a new mobile app. View and renew your membership, purchase items from the store, and interact with your committees, all from your mobile device. Go to the App Store and search TVMA Member App to get started. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.